0: This is This Week Above the Fold, your weekly source of e-commerce news in seven minutes or less covered by leaders in the digital commerce industry. Today is April 26th. I'm Emma Irwin. I've Bernie Che, Director of Omnichannel Platforms at Flywheel Digital here with me. Today, we're going to cover Instacart hiking its valuation, Bed Bath and Beyond filing for bankruptcy, and Amazon charging $1 for some returns. So for story number one, a reversal where Instacart has now hiked its valuation 18 percent. Why did Instacart do this? So Instacart's been a little bit of a yo-yo with
1: their valuation. It was just December 2022 when they had just cut their internal valuation by another 20 percent to get to $10 billion, uh, which is significantly lower than the $39 billion that it was early in 2021. What we're seeing from Instacart is really around mid-2021, when the new CEO, Fiji, took over, uh, she really looked to focus more on profitability and expanding outside of just advertising into additional advertising types and additional analytics, as well as different retailer resources. Uh, What we're seeing from Instacart is a really strong push back into profitability and a strong push back into what their core use case is. So what that means to me is we know that they're a technology company. We've talked about that before on this podcast, but in the past couple of years, they've actually really grown that side of their business. We're looking at things like the acquisition of Rosie in September. We're looking at things like the growth of Instacart Health and Instacart Business and Caper Carts. And while ads are expanding, they're also expanding in terms of their relationships with retailers as well as their relationships with advertisers beyond just ads. And with that, what we're seeing is a reevaluation of what their actual value prop is and therefore what their actual value in the
0: business side of it as well. And as someone who doesn't really understand how companies are valued yet, why was the valuation cut to begin with? For those of you who aren't aware,
1: 2021 was actually a crazy, crazy year for the tech IPO market, but it kind of collapsed in 2022. What that really means is that the IPO deals really plummeted in 2022 we weren't seeing any really large tech deals raising over a billion that year in 2022 versus in 2021 where they had really really high valuations and we're looking at a lot of iPOs that were happening and so it's really the volatility of the market around instacart in 2021 coming out with a really really high valuation and then with a fluctuation of 2022 and some of the uncertainties there are uh, really seeing those valuations fall
0: I believe they got cut four times that year. Moving into story number two, Bed Bath & Beyond has filed for bankruptcy and is planning on shutting down operations. What happened and why is this important in the e-commerce space?
1: What happened is that Bed Bath & Beyond, like you said, filed for bankruptcy last weekend. And they're planning to close 360 brick and mortar Bed Bath & Beyond stores and 120 Bye Bye Baby stores. For anybody out there who doesn't remember, Bed Bath & Beyond was kind of a cultural icon and the kind of retailer we used to think might be too big to fail. Uh, And so this is an actually incredibly interesting that's happening in our space all of a sudden. Looking at this in an e-commerce lens, it's really important to talk about how the world is changing and how shoppers are changing with it. So historically, Bed Bath & Beyond was called a quote-unquote category killer uh, because it's a one-stop shop for everything and was putting a lot of more niche retailers out of business. However, as we all know, the world has changed significantly and the world has gone very much online and Bed Bath & Beyond was kind of left behind in that online space where before Bed Bath & Beyond had been a place for assortment and anything that you could think of, you could go and like find and look for on the shelves of Bed Bath & Beyond. That sort of shopping experience doesn't really exist anymore because we have something like Amazon. We have something like Walmart where the endless shelf and the endless online shelf makes it really hard for these brick and mortar retailers to compete. They found it really difficult to continue to bring in people into the brick-and-mortar store, and they were also really slow to get online. Shoppers are definitely looking for an online presence these days, and more and more, we're starting to live into a real omni-shopping experience where it's not just brick-and-mortar, it's not just online, but it's both. And Bed Bath & Beyond really missed
0: that online space. And with this, what should advertisers and manufacturers be thinking about?
1: I think that the main thing to think about is where you're investing your dollars and assortment, as well as where are you investing your supply chain? Especially in a time when supply chain can be so volatile, it's worth thinking about which retailers are actually moving with the times and where it's still good to get in early. When we think about retailers that adopted early to the Omni shopping experience, we're thinking about retailers obviously like Walmart and Target and even Amazon that created their brick and mortar sites. They've been really able to brave the storm of change that's been happening in e-commerce, and they've also continued to monetize their offering by providing media capabilities and data capabilities. And while Bed Bath & Beyond had kind of started to dip their toes in the space, there wasn't really that concerted push that we were seeing from other retailers.
0: Story number three, Amazon has recently been charging $1 for some returns dropped off at UPS stores, but only when there is no free return option. What is Amazon trying to do with this? Amazon is definitely looking to lower return rates as well as move towards healthy levels of
1: profitability. In general, we've always known that Amazon has two core pillars, which is profitability and assortment, and they really swing between the two. But With Andy Jassy coming in, we know that one of his stated goals was to have Amazon return to healthy levels of profitability. So definitely that, but also trying to lower those return rates. In general, it's not a great consumer experience when what you get is not what you wanted. And that's often why something is returned. And so looking to decrease the actual return rates and looking to increase customer experience.
0: Where do you see the future of free returns going?
1: The funny thing is that I'm actually incredibly surprised that they started to do the $1 free returns. Amazon has historically been such a customer consumer focused company. It's often easier to push all of those costs to the seller rather than the consumer. So seeing that consumer get that $1 fee is actually an interesting move by Amazon. I do think that they're going to continue to offer free returns, it's a core part of their business. But I think that what we're going to see is a lot more content on site that will. Help a consumer understand what they're getting ahead of time so that return rates are actually lower. So, continued free returns and continued ability to do so, especially as Amazon builds out their own supply chain and their own delivery services, but potential for additional add ons on site around when items are highly returned or what an item actually is and give proper content around it to decrease the number of
0: returns. Last question for you What is the most interesting story, in your opinion?
1: Honestly, I find the Amazon return story incredibly interesting just because this is something that Amazon has never done. They've always been a free return place. And the the addition of that extra dollar, that tiny, it might seem small, but it's a massive step for them in terms of moving that cost to a consumer. However, I, while I say that that's really, really interesting, I have a very, very soft spot in my heart for Bed Bath & Beyond. For those of you who remember the movie Click, that movie is not going to make sense for the next generation, which makes me very sad. Incredible.
0: And that's it for this week's e-commerce news. Tune in next week for three more headlines we think belong above the fold covered by our digital commerce experts. I'm Emma Irwin, Senior Editor and Specialist at Flywheel Digital. See you next time.